Hi. Over the last few weeks, we've been thinking about the fact that if we are born again by the Spirit of God, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Saviour and Lord, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we are given the power to become more and more like Jesus in the way that we live. When we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, when we make choices or decisions to live His way, not the way our old nature, our flesh, wants to go, we increasingly mature and sweeten. We produce what the Apostle Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, he says, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. One fruit with nine flavours. There's only one person who embodied these characteristics fully, and that was Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But his Spirit living in us and working in us is able to make us a bit more like him every day. We've talked about each of these in the, over the last few weeks. So let me ask you, is that what you want? Is that the desire of your heart, to be more like Jesus? If it is, then ask him to help you by his Holy Spirit to do so. If there are particular areas of this fruit that you know are not as sweet, not as mature as they should be perhaps, maybe it's patience or self-control, then ask his Spirit to help you to grow in those particular areas. And don't give up asking. Sometimes God wants to know if you are really serious about something. Don't expect it to happen overnight. Fruit often takes years to mature and sweeten. But that's okay, as long as it's happening. It's a process. Don't expect it to come easy. Very often God will allow you to go through certain things in order that you can learn from them. No training is ever easy. It stretches you to make you stronger. Now let me ask you this. What's the purpose of growing in the fruit of the Spirit? Yes, it enables us to grow more like Jesus. But why do we need to grow more like Jesus? Well, Jesus said, My Father is glorified and honoured when you bear much fruit. You prove yourselves to be my disciples. So we increasingly are to bear his image. And as we do so, we show others that we are disciples of Jesus. And this glorifies our Father in heaven. So bearing much fruit is the ultimate goal. But I want to draw your attention to an aspect of this fruit bearing that I believe we as Christians have sometimes failed to grasp. And it means that we actually miss out on so much of what Jesus was trying to tell us. Let me take you back to the first book in the Bible, to Genesis. Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. And their mandate, the mandate that was given to them by God, was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God wanted them to fill the earth with other image bearers. Now we know that because of their disobedience, sin came into the world. And what was beautiful and perfect became spalt and broken. But God couldn't leave it like that. Because he loves us, God's rescue plan was to send his only son, Jesus, into this world to die for us, so that we didn't have to be separated from God. So trusting in Jesus Christ saves us. And as we've thought over the last few weeks, when we do this, God gives us the Holy Spirit who enables us to become more and more like Jesus. But here is where so many Christians miss out on what God intended for Adam and Eve 
and what Jesus was trying to get us to understand. You see, most of us today don't understand what fruit actually is. Let me explain. I don't know about you, but when I'm buying fruit in the supermarket, and my favourite fruits are apples and grapes, I usually buy seedless grapes. But what if I said that these are not really fruit? You probably look at me thinking I was bonkers. But by definition, fruit must have seeds. I'll let you into a little secret. The reason I would choose seedless fruit now is because when I was small, I used to be frightened that if I swallowed an apple pip, an apple tree would grow in my stomach. Because the fruit we always bought then seemed to have pips or seeds in them, and I was afraid. But today, our consumerism has proactively sterilised entire fruit species for the benefit of our taste buds. In other words, we've disconnected the fruit from its actual purpose. The fruit is the seed-bearing part of a plant. So you'd have to ask, are seedless grapes really fruit? Now, let's get this. This is important. We've forgotten that a tree bears fruit for its own reproduction. It's not just for our own consumption. That's how they were designed to act, to go on producing fruit, to be fruitful and to multiply. Their fruit is grown not just to look attractive, although being attractive is part of the plan. The fruit is there for reproduction. The fruit of an apple tree isn't really the flowers, which are pretty, or even the apples. The real fruit of an apple tree is another apple tree, or better still, an orchard full of apple trees. It's meant to reproduce another living organism that's just like itself. An apple proves its maturity by being able to reproduce and make others like itself. What if we get in this? The reason we are given the fruit of the Spirit is not primarily for our benefit. Though, of course, it will make us more like Jesus. But that's not the end in itself. That's not the final goal. The fruit in us is meant to mature so that we produce more fruit, more people who know Jesus, more people who look like him. It's about reproduction, not consumption. We have to change our mindset from being consumers of God's goodness to becoming producers or reproducers. We are called to be disciples who make disciples, being fruitful and reproducing the image of Jesus in others too. And this is the calling of all believers. It's not just for the pastor, the missionary or the super Christian. There are no super Christians. We are all meant to be reproducers of Jesus in others. Disciples who make disciples. Let me finish by asking you, are you intentionally reproducing the fruit of the Spirit in others? If you were a follower of Jesus, you were not just meant to keep the fruit of the Spirit to yourself, to just be a, a poo filler on a Sunday morning. That is not God's intention for your life. Jesus wants your life and mine to overflow with him so that what we have spills over into the lives of others and that they would do the same with others after them. This is the call of each and every follower of Jesus. Don't let the fruit of the Spirit die with you. Don't just keep it to yourself. Ask God who you can intentionally input your life into. If you've got children or grandchildren, be intentional about passing on to them what God has given you. But can I also encourage you to find one or maybe 
A couple of other men you can meet with to encourage and pass on what you've been given. That's being a true disciple. Jesus said, I have chosen you, and I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit will remain and be lasting, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. Men, are you growing in this fruit, and are you reproducing this fruit in the lives of others? If you'd like to know more about living the way Jesus intended you to live, you can contact me here at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. Thank you for listening.